Welcome market participants to another Three Things in Credit. I'm Van Hesser, Chief Strategist at KBRA. Each week we bring you three things impacting credit markets that we think you should know about. This is a week in which the banking crisis found firmer ground, which is an improvement. One senior banking executive trying to make sense of it all reduced the environment down to this. A bunch of data that can tell a bunch of stories. Okay then. This week our three things are one, inflection point. We are at one and we'll tell you which way we're headed. Two, big bank color. What are the largest lenders seeing? And three, Ed Altman weighs in. He's worried about one thing. We'll clue you in. All right, let's dig a bit deeper. Inflection point. We've been locked into this waiting for recession mentality for some time now, enduring unusual bond market volatility along the way. We've seen investment grade spreads go from 165 basis points last October, down to 115 by February of this year, back up to 163 in March on the back of the banking issues, only to see it plummet to 133 basis points today. Soft landing, no landing, hard landing. Blame. Late cycle twists and turns unfolding after massive distortions introduced into the economy during COVID. The highest inflation in 40 years. Most dramatic Fed tightening cycle in 40 years. Financial accidents. Geopolitical uncertainty. And technological disruption. And now we're moving to what we think is the inflection point. The preponderance of data and sentiment is tilting the scale, finally, toward recession. The consumer is beginning to feel less secure. Less secure in his or her financial wherewithal. Less secure about his or her job. Less secure in his or her confidence that government will solve problems. Less secure. We see what he or she is facing. Savings falling. Expense growth outpacing wage growth. Layoffs rising. Time to hunker down. Businesses are feeling less secure. Less demand for goods and services. Rising costs eating away at margins. Credit more difficult and expensive to obtain. Time to hunker down. One new development has helped tip the scale. Credit crunch. What we now call the March events, especially the failure of Silicon Valley Bank, is creating credit crunch. We cited a few markers of this last week, and of course we will see what we believe is bold evidence of this when we get the next Senior Loan Officer Opinion Survey from the Fed in a couple of weeks. Why is the highly idiosyncratic failure of one bank so important here? Because SVB's experience revealed the cost of the Fed's most dramatic tightening cycle in 40 years. Asset values are negatively correlated with rates. Credit is becoming scarce. It was the kind of shock that ripples across the financial landscape. It's one thing to have markets seize up. That happens from time to time as risk gets repriced. But it's another thing altogether to have banks tighten loan underwriting standards sharply. It matters because banks create money through the money multiplier. This makes banks far more powerful fueling economic growth than non-bank lenders and investors. It also means that when we have credit crunch, the impact on growth can be significant. We have that now, and that's new. We also have cracks finally in the labor market. Very tight labor markets had been good for consumers and consumer spending because individuals felt secure. There's that word again. In their income stream, because not only were jobs plentiful, 
but with demand for workers exceeding available supply, wages moved up. All of that is now changing. Layoff announcements, now commonplace, especially in certain industries, are now driving jobless claims up as companies brace for downturn. This, incidentally, is what the Fed has been hoping to accomplish. Loosen up the labor market in order to reduce the prospect of a wage price spiral. Now, admittedly, we had had a hard time seeing the path to the Fed cutting rates anytime soon, something that futures markets have, have happening in the fourth quarter. But if you combine credit crunch with, say, decidedly falling non-farm payrolls over the course of the summer, you, me, or an FOMC member could get there. That path is becoming more and more realistic every day. All right, on to our second thing, big bank credit color. This is the quarter where much investor attention toward bank earnings is focused on deposit flows. So far, so good on that front. But we're really interested in lenders' takes on the credit cycle. Bankers have enjoyed not having to talk about the outlook for bad debt costs for quite some time now. But needless to say, being able to dimension this all-important cost is important not only bank to bank, but it also provides color more broadly across the economy. We surveyed a couple of universal banks, J.P. Morgan Chase and Bank of America, and three specialty bank lenders, Ally, Synchrony, and Discover. Useful context came from Synchrony, which reminded us that, quote, we are coming out of the best credit environment in the history of financial services in the last two years. I guess there's only one way to go from there. Normalization was a recurring theme, which is a way of saying that, yes, both consumers and businesses, for the most part, are coming into this contraction from a relatively strong starting point. All acknowledged that March madness, as one analyst characterized the banking issues, will result in tighter financial conditions, something that drove, in part, rises in loan loss provisions across the industry. J.P. Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon took issue with characterizing the environment as a credit crunch. He prefers credit tightening, and that can happen in two ways. Borrowers' credit metrics can deteriorate, preventing a loan, even though the bank's standards remain the same. Alternatively, banks can tighten their loan underwriting standards, where even though borrower metrics remain the same, the loan doesn't get made. And both are happening, so this kind of environment will leave a mark on growth, as Fed Chair Jay Powell has pointed out. B of A says its risk appetite hasn't changed, but notes that higher rates are reducing the, their clients' demand for credit. It all gets to the same place, and Mr. Diamond acknowledges that what's going on increases the odds of recession. Now, no one likes to mention the R word, but B of A did say its research team is expecting a mild recession, which they define as down half of 1% to down 1% contraction in three upcoming quarters. Q3 and 4 of 2023, and Q1 of 2024. Unemployment expectations remain relatively low by historic standards. Remember, the 50-year average is 6%. Ally is forecasting a peak of 4.6%, peaking in the second quarter of 2024, but it is modeling out a level exceeding 6% for reserve calculation. J.P. Morgan Chase is modeling out 5.8%. Discover increased its expectations for 2023 to 4.75%, with a slight improvement coming, it thinks, in 2024. Ally, which is experiencing higher than previously expected delinquencies, referred to the unique nature of the current environment given largely unprecedented inflationary pressures. 
Those of us who remember the late 70s and early 80s might take issue with that, but we'll forgive the limited view of the young. We take the point. The company also made an insightful comment regarding the environment, saying that it is, quote, harder than ever to provide granular guidance and events in the past three months has only heightened that difficulty, unquote. And that comment probably is the most relevant. We're in a period of heightened uncertainty in terms of where we are headed, in terms of economic growth, and the timing of that contraction. But let's not lose sight of what we do know, namely the strong starting points of both the consumer and commercial sectors. We continue to see corporate default rates coming in well below levels seen in prior recessions, and consumer default rates broadly are on track to return to normal. Our view of the downturn is consistent with these views, relatively mild in terms of severity and duration. All right, on to our third thing. Ed Altman weighs in. A few credit market participants can claim the length and breadth of experience as Ed Altman, the Max L. Heine Emeritus Professor of Finance at the NYU Stern School of Business and Director of the Solomon Center's Credit and Debt Market Research Program. Dr. Altman is out with his view of where we are in the credit cycle in a published piece for Creditor Rights Coalition. Taking into account current conditions, Dr. Altman sees that we have moved off of the benign phase of the credit cycle, where we have been since 2010, if you take out a few months at the outbreak of COVID, to one now where he considers of average credit risk. More importantly, Dr. Altman believes we are likely headed to his stressed phase by year end. He notes that we're in transition, coming off of the strong starting points that we talked about, with still robust corporate revenue and cash flow growth and improving inflation and interest rate developments. As he looks ahead, he considers five factors. Default rates, recovery rates, required rates of return, the high-yield distressed ratio, and market liquidity. And for context, Dr. Altman is forecasting the default rate for 2023 to come in at 3.5%, close to the long-term average. But it is a last factor mentioned, liquidity, as the one that might be the most important. He cites the risk of banks and non-banks tightening lending standards that introduces upside risk to his default forecast. He cites rising high-yield default rates as a leading indicator of recessions. Risk factors that could tip us into more bearish territory would be additional credit condition tightening by the Fed and the financial sector, which in turn triggers tightening in markets, affecting all-important liquidity. We never lose sight of the fact that when you remove liquidity, stuff breaks. Dr. Altman is leaning towards more stuff breaking. So there you have it. Three things in credit. One, inflection point. Watch out for falling payrolls and lender risk appetite. Two, big bank color. Normalizing, yes, but no one is hitting the panic button. And three, Ed Altman weighs in. He's worried that liquidity drying up could make things worse. As always, thanks for joining us. Don't forget to check in on KBRA.com for our latest research and ratings reports. See you next week. Hello, listeners. Join me, Van Hesser, KBRA's chief strategist for in-depth conversations with credit experts in my new monthly podcast, Leading Voices in Credit where I'll interview market professionals on the latest trends in credit markets. That's Leading Voices in Credit with Van Hesser. Subscribe now.